What's up, guys, and welcome back to episode 12 of the Mars Hill Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Jones. So good to have you here for today's episode. We had Kyle Baker in to talk some more NFL. I know it's been very NFL heavy. We have some NBA content coming out this Thursday. We got Nate Cara, host of the Baker and Browns Basketball Podcast, coming in. We're going to talk some NBA, so make sure you tune in for that one gonna be a good one we got some interesting topics we will be covering we're gonna get right into the this week in sports segment Peter Laviolette was fired by the Nashville Predators after a tough start to the season he is the sixth NHL coach fired this season and was replaced by New Jersey's most recent coach John Hines who will now step in as the third coach in team history Hines was relieved of his duties as coach of the Devils on December 3rd. The Predators dropped their first game under the reign of Hines in a 6-2 loss to the Boston Bruins. Fair. They will be playing against Chicago Blackhawks in what should be the team's first win under the new coach as the Blackhawks have been quite bad throughout the last couple seasons here. Staying on the topic of hockey, Team Canada defeated Russia to take home gold at the IIHF World Juniors Tournament. So, LA Kings prospect Akil Thomas, drafted in 2018, sealed the deal to put the Canadians up 4-3 with 3 minutes and 58 seconds left in the game. This is Team Canada's 18th World Juniors title, and it capped off their third title in the last decade. So... Go Team Canada. Regarding the NFL, a lot going on in the coaching realm. So less than 24 hours after firing Jason Garrett, which was the necessary move, the Dallas Cowboys go on to sign former Green Bay Packers coach Mike McCarthy. He coached at Green Bay for 13 seasons. He won a Super Bowl with them and was let go with the Packers in 2018. Matt Rule has been hired as the Carolina Panthers head coach after parting ways with Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, who is now the head coach of the Washington Redskins. Rule coached at Baylor University for three seasons. He had a visit scheduled with the New York Giants, but opted to sign with the Panthers before actually meeting with the Big Blue. So with that in mind, the New York Giants went on to hire New England Patriots assistant coach Joe Judge as the head coach of the team. He'd done some work with their wide receivers. Obviously, didn't do good enough because those wide receivers were not good this year. Um, I don't know what to make of the Joe Judge hiring. Uh, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews, but I think it's mostly just because of the overall hate that the Pats are getting these days. Moving on to NBA. During tonight's game versus the Knicks, Anthony Davis of the LA Lakers was forced to leave after taking an awkward fall, did not return to the game. The injury was diagnosed as a sacral sacral, sacral contusion with no timetable for his return given. Uh, Davis has had an unbelievable debut season in the purple and yellow as he has boasted an, uh, averages of 28 points, 10 rebounds, and 3 blocks through an average 35 minutes per game. Davis actually recently turned down a max extension with the Lakers as he's opting to, most likely opting to go in uh, to, as a free agent this upcoming summer. So yeah, for world soccer or world football, 
Um, after spending six seasons with New Balance, Liverpool signed a massive deal with Nike. Great kit. Nike makes the best jerseys. If everyone were getting the Liverpool money that I'm about to say, a $70 million deal, everyone should be with Nike. I, I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm still upset that we switched from Nike, but at least we uh, got rid of those stupid Puma jerseys. Now we're with Adidas. Not bad, but it's not Nike. Uh, but next season will mark the beginning of a $70 million deal with the reigning European champions as they look to go do so again. Roma and Italian national legend Daniele De Rossi uh, announced his retirement at 36 years of age this past week. De Rossi only played six games with the Argentinian powerhouse Boca Juniors before announcing his retirement. De Rossi was also part of Italy's World Cup champion side in 2006 while boasting two Italian titles with Roma, who was a lesser side within the scheme of Serie A. There being some wonderful, well, Juventus has really dominated the Serie A throughout the past little while here, as well as Inter Milan and AC Milan during uh their times of dominance as inter is back on the rise but ac milan is a bit of a bit of a joke these days um so yeah that concludes our this week in sports segment with that in mind we got some cool articles coming out in the next the actually the debut issue of mars hill issue number six the theme is alignment make sure you check it out it's gonna be coming out next wednesday here um, we got some good articles coming out. Uh, one will be a feature article, myself and Nathan Ray talking about Tom Brady. What is the future with Tom Brady? Kyle Baker and I do talk a little bit about it on this podcast. Make sure you check the timestamps below. We're going to be going through uh, the past weekend wildcard games. I was a bit of a football degenerate this last weekend. Uh, I, we were at Rockridge, Rockridge Canyon for our student leadership retreat. And the Mars Hill team uh, was often, often seeing me head buried in my computer, streaming on DAZN all the, all the NFL games this past weekend. I know, great team member, hey? Well, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, before I can get too out of hand talking about these things, why not just get right into that interview with Kyle Baker onto some NFL talk. All right, everyone. So here we are back. Last Thursday, Kyle, we made some awful picks. Yeah, I think I took an O. I took an you O. Went, for you four. went you went over, and I went one for. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't even take your team, who no. ended up being the right the right pick. True. I know. Wow, you must feel terrible about yourself, eh? Yeah, I guess it's the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> I, I feel like I heard a lot. I heard a lot of people talking about, oh, I went I went four and O and stuff like that. How? But, like who the heck said Minnesota? Hey, if you went if you went four and O, <laughs> yeah. I, I give you credit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I took the O for four. Yeah. We'll see if we can pull off an O for eleven. Yeah, that's for usually, real. That's usually pretty impressive. So, yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe I can go one for eleven. Hey, go for yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're not going to waste any time here, Kyle. Yeah. Thoughts on the Houston Buffalo game? So we both said Buffalo. Yeah. 
go up 13 nothing. Yeah, 16 nothing. 16 nothing, sorry, yes, but at half. Yeah. 13 nothing. That game was very different after that halftime. And, For sure. Um, yeah, what what's your what's your overall take on that game? You know, an interesting an interesting game. Again, it was, you know, uh, kind of a late afternoon start in Houston. Uh, kind of a weird time as far as a game would get started, but uh, that's how it is in the playoffs. You yeah. play at weird times, and, and Houston just looked really flat. Um, yeah. It was very similar to the Houston performance we saw last year in the first round when they played the Colts at mm-hmm. home. I think they were down 21 nothing in that game at halftime. Um, 21 nothing or 14 nothing against the Colts. In this game, down 13 nothing at half. And I'll be honest, as the teams were going into the locker room, I was thinking to myself, this might be the this might be the last half Bill O'Brien coaches yeah. as the head coach of the yeah. Texans. You're, 100%. Talk, you're talking about a guy that's won four of the last five division titles in that division. Just hasn't been able to do anything in the playoffs, and, get that team to the next level. And you know what? If you, you lose in the playoffs, you lose in the playoffs. It's, it's one game over 60 minutes. Anything can happen. But to, to come out and have your team be that flat two years in a row, yeah. as an owner, I just don't know if I could have stomached, stomached bringing that back. And you yeah. traded two first-round picks to bolster the roster for this year. But Yeah, for sure. You know, in the end, when you look at the other side, you got to score touchdowns, Tyler. Yeah. If you don't score touchdowns, you allow teams to stay in the games. Yeah. We, we saw that in some of the other games. We've seen yeah. that all season. And that's and been Buffalo, exactly. Absolutely. Like, and, and Buffalo couldn't score touchdowns. And every time you saw them with the ball, when the, game was, yeah, when the game was 10-0, when the game was 13 nothing, you said to yourself, this game ends with a touchdown. Yeah. It really did. If they could have gotten up 17 at the break, the game was probably over. Yeah. And you just knew every time you allowed them to stay within one possession or two possessions when you got to the 16 and it was only, they were only deba- uh, Houston was only behind by two possessions, you just felt like there was going to be one drive that was going to change the game. <laughs> and, and that happened. Yeah, and you and you saw that. Te- um, the Texans were able to go down the field and, and punch one in um, right near the end of the third quarter. Um, that play... So I think that Deshaun Watson 20-yard touchdown paired with the two-point conversion that followed after Deshaun running it in again, that right there, that won the game. I remember, I'm pretty sure I texted you. I said, I'm like, this game is over. (laughs) And it was like 16-8 at the time. And like, I'm like, that, that had all momentum riding on that play right there. And then they end up cruising on to victory a bit of a bloodbath and ot and i think i think josh allen showed us how how young he is yeah josh, yeah. josh allen played well in the first i, half, I did but, think he played well in the first half but he know, just looked too tight in the second half and i would say texans were all like on top of that texans were playing with some real fire like jj watt was wreaking havoc on yeah. the bills o-line for a bit there so oh and and the thing yeah that um uh, JJ had a big sack mm-hmm. uh, when the game was 16-8 that really felt like it was it was a pivotal moment. Exactly. It, if you look at the way that, that Josh Allen played in the first half, I thought he controlled the game really well in the first yeah. half. The moment got a little bit big in the second half. Um, in the end, the same things that have hurt Josh Allen all year hurt Josh Allen. Yeah. And it's the same things that hurt him in college. It's the same things that hurt him in junior college, yeah. in all honesty. He just couldn't take care of the football. Yeah. And when you're going to put the ball on the ground, especially fumbling the ball, it, it's difficult. And and in the end, they never, you know, they never really were able to establish much of a running game either. Uh, Allen was forced to throw the ball the entire game, which works until it's not working. Yeah. And then the offense got really stagnant. A Singletary only yeah. had, Singletary touched it 13 times for 58 yards. Yeah. Um, that's not a very good yards per run. And I think Gore was 8 for 22. He so that, uh, struggled. So that, yeah, so, well, which makes sense, right? Gore's been more yeah. of a change of pace back for them all, all year when the change of pace is slow. Yeah. Um, and Singletary... I thought he played well in that first half, but he then did. like the second half just 
non-existent. Right? Everything so, kind of clogged up for, yeah. for Allen and the team. And Allen yeah. threw the ball 46 times uh, in this game for 264 yards. Yeah. So, so in the end, and then obviously Houston's able to score late and yeah. force the game into overtime, which there's nothing better than when a playoff game in the NFL goes into overtime. Yeah, um, I thought Texans' play calls were really good down the in that third quarter especially. Yeah, for sure. I think... I think the second half, Bill O'Brien just outcoached the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I, I thought, especially once it took them a couple drives in the second half to to get going, but once the the drive you mentioned where Watson has the twenty yard touchdown run, uh, it seemed like the game changed there. When you knew eventually they were going to get something to work. Now the key is just can you can you get it to work multiple yeah. times, or can the other team adjust to it? And they were able to get it to work again. Um, to get it to work multiple times. So, yeah, yeah in the end, it was disappointing because I like McDermott as a head coach. I think he's a really nice head coaching prospect um, as far as a guy who could be be there for a long time. I've, I've liked Allen since day one, you know. Yeah, honesty. yeah, no, I, I like Allen a lot. Allen was, a, was like, <laughs> he took a ton of criticism, as a, especially in that first year and people ripping on him and saying he was terrible. And I, I just saw, I saw a lot of potential. And he can, you know, in the end, Allen, you know, the box I mentioned the box score a minute ago, the box score of twenty four for forty six, two hundred and sixty four yards, and nine rushes for ninety two yards. Yeah, could be the future of the NFL it's if true. you look at what what's going to win games. So, yeah. again, like I said, a tough moment, a tough ending to that game. But I think there's there's some upside for the Bills as much upside uh, as oh, you can. I, I wholeheartedly agree with how much the NFL changes. Yeah, and I think just even. Even being a ten and six team for the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. of the last two decades here is a win in itself, right there. For sure, hundred percent. So you know, you look at this. This division is going to be changing possibly, for yeah. the, possibly for the first time in fifteen years. So you could like you could see a new kind of chance, yeah. to to be a playoff team and to play home playoff games, which hasn't existed yep. uh, for the last like 12, 15 years in this division. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, moving on now, we're going to get right on to the New England Patriots versus Tennessee Titans game. This surprised a lot of people. We both said New England. Yep. Going to Foxborough, it was cold. Tom Brady, the bright lights, Ryan Tannehill, the Tennessee Titans came through. Yeah. And you know who came through? I think we can all agree on this. Derrick Henry yes. is the man. Like, yeah. he was, I I literally wrote while I was watching, like, I, I, I did not get to watch the whole game. I got mm-hmm. to watch some snippets. I literally said, why did it feel like Derrick Henry touching the ball was going to be magical every time? It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so he goes on, runs for an average of 5.4 yards per carry. Very impressive. 182 yards on 34 carries. That was the most he had been ran this entire season. Mm-hmm. And times. yeah, so they were going at the Pats defense with Henry. And I think that's the best call because this Patriots defense hasn't been that good against the run this season, right? So we we mentioned that. We discussed yes, that on our like about, on the show last week. Yeah, no? when we were talking about Lamar. Yeah. Right? And, well, yeah. yeah, and we, we even talked about this is the danger for the Pats. You know, we both picked the Pats. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna run from that, but we did say if you look at the if you look at just Tannehill having to throw the ball against the secondary, it seems difficult. Yeah. But as soon as you can run the ball, that opens that up opens up a lot, and it, and that's what we exactly yeah. what you we might, saw. You might have it in front of you. Do, you. do you know how many yards? If you do, you know where I can say it. Yep. Do you know how many yards Ryan Tannehill threw for in this game? I'll let you guess if you don't know. Okay. Can I can I do like a ballpark sure. estimate? Go for okay. It. 
I'm going to say he only threw for somewhere between 150 and 200. He threw for 72 yards in this football oh game. Oh, my gosh. He threw the ball 15 times. Are you kidding me? He passes for 72 yards. Like, I knew that they ran Derrick Henry yeah. a lot, but not that. He threw for 72 my yards. My goodness. Now, I got a couple a couple little things to, to mix in here, too, though. I think you saw something that's very important because what, what – it's a little bit – you're going to hear a lot of people talk about, wow, amazing. Like, Derrick Henry is amazing. Tennessee's yeah. unstoppable. 100%. They scored 14 points in this football game. They didn't score any points in no. the second half. And this this leads to something we've seen in playoff football, in regular season football as well, but especially in the playoffs. Running doesn't always translate to points. No. And as you look forward, yeah, you it got the win in this game. But as you look forward, I don't think this is a recipe for success as no. far as winning, no. winning a lot of football games, yeah. not just in this playoffs, but in the season. But I think the they end, just understood yeah. what kind of defense they were going up against and they they took advantage of that and, and mike rabel coached an unbelievable he did game. coach there, a very good game there's a, a moment in the in the fourth quarter um where rabel basically allowed his team to take uh some intentional false starts okay to run the clock from six and a half minutes to five minutes so before you hit five minutes in the fourth quarter the clock doesn't stop for yeah, yeah, yeah so a false start we reset it huh they were on about the 45 yard line they took two intentional false starts because you can't, you can't take delay of games yeah. Because you take two delay of games in a row, it doesn't work. No. So he was taking false starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he shortened the game by 20%. Oh, my goodness. And there's a, there's a clip of, of Belichick on the sidelines. He he had some words I can't repeat on the, yeah. on, the on the airwaves for what he yes. thought. But it was it was like the you know the student becomes the teacher Exactly. It's that something moment. that you would see a yeah. Bill Belichick team for sure. dude. Yeah. And Rabel being a, being a former Pat. So yeah. um, I was impressed by this team. They, they got a good team. Yeah. Um, a lot of nice players. Uh, as far, especially offensively, I thought AJ Brown was a real disappointment. Yeah. Uh, just you know, it's tough to really you know when your quarterback only throws for seventy two yards, it's going to be tough it's, for you to get. Yeah, your number. he's not getting the touches. But he was only targeted one time in this game. Um, it, t- it didn't stop Tony Romo from telling us that he was a absolute super superstar in the making. Yeah. Maybe fifteen times on the broadcast. Yeah, but, there you go. Um, and then Anthony, I like I like that Anthony Fersker got his first ever touchdown. Becomes the first ever player from the University of Harvard to score in the playoffs. Yeah, I so I, I thought that was that, kind of that cool. is really cool. And it was funny too because like again, this game just felt like it had so many storylines like this. Is that not the most like? Wouldn't that be the most Patriots thing ever to yes. have like some random tight end from Harvard? Yeah, you know, yeah, he probably yeah. played Go. college lacrosse. Yeah, and he gets a touchdown in the playoffs. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, no, and and I think too, just to talk briefly, if you don't mind, about the the Pats kind of moving forward. Yep. Um, Don't worry, I got a plan here. Okay, sure. <laughs> I wanted to do this. You know, if Brady, does Brady come back? Does Brady not come back? If Brady comes back, you got to get him some weapons. Oh, 100%. But, I, yeah, here's ahead. my thing. Is I think this is all, this buzz for me is all a ploy, like a Tom Brady ploy mm-hmm. to be like oh, almost a wake-up call for Patriots management in this situation. I think this is all, like, all this buzz, oh, I'm going to L.A. Not like you said anything, but I think just automatically our heads are all going there. Yeah. This buzz is putting, must be putting immense pressure on the Patriots to pick up some new personnel here. So, Don't you, would you, would you agree? See, I agree with you. Yeah. Now, I'm happy you said this because I don't, I think the Patriots have been working on this for two years. You they think so? They spent a first round pick on a running back in Sonny Michelle in 2018. Yes. And followed that up by spending a first-round pick on Nikhil Harry, Nikhil who's Harry. a wide receiver. Yeah, who both of those players, 
Nikhil Harry had his moments. And, he, yeah, but he underperformed yeah. this year. Oh, 100%. If you, if you compare, like, you look at uh, DK Metcalf, who we're obviously going to talk yeah. about from Seattle. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> who had an unbelievable game. Yes. And you look at, I mentioned A.J. Brown on the other side. Both mm. those receivers went after yep. Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry battled some injuries out of training camp and was never 100% healthy, at least for the first half of the season. Um and, and didn't really do anything anything in this game. He had one rush for seven yards. Uh, he was targeted targeted several times, but only brought in two receptions. Yeah. Um, the problem is, and also you, you had Josh Gordon, you had Antonio Brown yeah. for five days. Like they they are trying to improve. It just yeah. feels like they've been they've been shooting the wrong moves. Well, and they've just, yeah they've just been missing. Yeah. So you know it, I it's I think it's tough. But you look at the roster that, that he was playing with out there. It, it was not it was not pretty and simply put Brady wasn't good yeah you know he was he was kind of he, the Brady we've seen for the last six weeks yeah he wasn't he wasn't uh he didn't steal this game that's for sure so and do you think this is like this last six weeks Tom Brady do you think this is the this is Tom Brady or are you are you still holding on to the old I mean kind of weird to say but like let's say like a week eight Tom Brady <laughs> yeah yeah you know here's my thing I don't think Brady's really been that good all year no the, the, that defense know, was really good to start the year. For, yeah, for the first time, you know, truly, if if it would have been any other team, we would have said it's ridiculous that this team is six and zero. Yeah, this is not sustainable. Yeah, but it was the Pats, so you don't want to say that because exactly. the Pats made you look have made us look dumb how many times when you thought they aren't that good. Yes. Um. So you really, you know, but today I felt like this was the nail in the coffin for what really was a tough season. I, I compared it. It reminds me a little bit of Manning near the end. Yeah, he can still win you games and he can still quarterback a good football team. But you've got to give him pieces, and he's yeah. got to have a world-class defense. And this defense was really good, but um, yeah, to me, I think Brady's still got something left in the tank. If it was up to me, I'd I'd honestly like to see Tom retire. I really, I would. would too. But if I had to put money on something, he's gonna play in a Pats uniform next year. I, I would agree. Yeah. I think I think Brady returns for another season. I think he signs a two-year contract. Yeah. No matter where he goes and what he does, that's fair. He signs too. a two-year. Yeah, I, we'll see. I, if he's back, that's okay. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd like to see him in a in a different jersey. But it would be I, so weird. It would like, be. What if you, what if you see him put on that baby blue with the lightning stripes on the shoulders? Yeah. Come on, like, please don't go to the Chargers. And in yeah, and in the end, like we, we'll never remember it really. Like you know, no. uh, far. I don't know. Do you have any picture in your mind of Favre not Brett Favre? Jerseys? Yeah, exactly. I, I I watched a lot of. I watched two full seasons of Favre yeah, slinging in it in Minnesota, in Minnesota yeah. and the Jets before that. Yeah, um, and we saw Manning obviously. See the Jets is the Jets. It's like you think. I think it's like okay, we have the the Vikings picture in our head a little. Right. You don't have the Jets no. picture in your head at all. No, and the thing too is Manning's situation a little bit different. Speaking of Peyton, just because he did win a Super Bowl in Denver, he was noodle arm he at was, the end, but he won a Super Bowl. So like you, you think of him as both. To me, I'll remember him as a Colts and Broncos mm-hmm. quarterback. Because he went and won that Super Bowl. So. And he went to another Super Bowl where he got demolished. But True. It's, it, it counts. It, it counts. Does. So, yeah, I, I'm i just on the I'm just on the train. He's not going anywhere. Tom's not going anywhere. Bill Belichick's not going anywhere. This past team, they'll figure something out for next season. This roster is not a contending roster. It is a playoff roster, though. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, People are forgetting that this was a twelve and four team. Yeah, especially in that division. Yeah, yeah, and like dropping games like that Miami game. It's like we all know the Patriots are better. Mm-hmm. That's just one of those. It's the what the bleep week. Yeah, you know, true. it's like I, I think every team has those. That was the big time what the bleep week for 
the Pats. Yeah. They had some losses to some like decent teams. They lost the Texans, Ravens, mm-hmm. and then there's another one I'm missing here. Yeah, they also dropped a game to the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So those three teams are all great teams. Yeah. And Baltimore and the Chiefs, I'm like, those two teams are just better than you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Texans are. Um, but yeah. Moving on now, we're gonna get right on to the Seattle versus Philadelphia okay. game. Yeah. We're gonna go we're gonna go right to this one. So quite a football game. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> okay. I I had so many thoughts about this yeah. game. Josh McCown. My goodness. If we had, if the Seahawks had dropped that game to McCown, I would have I would have been hurt. And I I'm a fresh Seahawks fan here. Mm-hmm. But man, like why is every game just so textbook Seahawks? Can we have can we have one like 14 point win? Yeah. Playoffs I, or not? I don't think Seattle Seattle knows how to win like that. I don't no. think, I don't know if Pete Carroll knows how to win like that. Pete um you know that like Pete Pete Carroll's history of of wild games like this yes. reaches beyond his He's time a wild in man. Seattle. He's a wild man. You know, he, he played several of these types of games at USC <laughs> when he was the head coach of oh, their football yeah. program, but in the end, this man, this game was was a little bit tough to watch, um, especially if you had a rooting interest for the Seahawks. Yes. Wow, did they let did let the Eagles hang around in the game? Because you're feeling like the the Seahawks are just staving off the Eagles. Yeah, the game the should have been, been over at half. Yeah, time. exactly. Seattle could have closed this game out at, at the half, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, McC- I thought McCown actually played okay. He'd actually. I'm uh, not. I'm not like no discredit to him. Him also. You saw those limps at the end of the oh, game. Oh, for sure. He was he, ba- he was he banged was up. He was banged bad. up. Like, yeah, I, I mentioned um, that is isn't that just so story that that is so symbolic for that Eagles season. Totally. Like everybody's been hurt. <laughs> everyone. I was really dis- I was sad, in all honesty, though, too, to see Carson Wentz get hurt in the yeah, playoff game. I agree. It's just he's one of the great young talents at the quarterback position yeah. in this league, and to see him him going off, uh, going back to the room with with obviously a concussion, a head injury. Yeah. Uh, disappointing. Um, obviously, there was a lot of reaction to the clowny play. Was it intentional? Probably not. No. Was it dangerous and a 15-yard penalty and a borderline ejection? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw some people saying it's just a, a, a play that happens in the game. I, I don't know. I watched yeah. it live and was shocked there wasn't a penalty. Yeah. And then he gets hurt. It. Yeah. Um, but in, in the end... Seattle, Seattle got the win. They get to move on. Uh, Russell, I thought, was really efficient and played yes. played one of his better games. Um, I think he had a quarterback rating around 108, which yeah. is which is really strong. 18 for 30, 325 yeah. yards, one touchdown. And the O line does not ever grant him yeah, that man much was, help. Man was so. the O line sketchy in yeah. this game, uh, and then Russell also having 45 yards on the ground. Yeah, over nine. nine I thought there were some some points though down the stretch, especially in that fourth quarter, mm-hmm. where I was like, wow, that like the O line. Really clutched up. Were, I thought there, there were a couple, a, late, a couple yeah. plays, but you just can't rely on that Seattle O line for an entire game. No, the biggest problem they ran into, and, and looking back now, I think this would have been a real. We're going to talk about Minnesota and um, yes, in a minute. But 100% I'll will. touch on this a bit with Minnesota. If you look at Minnesota, they got two really good pass rushers yep. up the middle, uh, right, kind of inside on the guards and the centers on like the the defensive tackles as opposed to the ends. Yeah. Typically, your best rushers are on the end because they come around the corner. Uh-huh. Um, you saw that in this game with Graham and, and Fletcher Cox, yeah. and they just were bull rushing off of yeah. the, the center, who's who's a replacement center for Seattle after their center um, 
suffered a knee ending or a season ending knee injury earlier, earlier in the year. Earlier, yeah. Um, and man, did he, did he struggle at times? Uh-huh. And, and so did a Fetty on the inside. So, um, yeah, and, and that to me, moving forward, they're going to have to establish a ground game. The offense, we're going to have to come up with some kind of package to put in place for this offensive line to be able to get a push up front. Because you look at Travis Homer, um, you know, I, I thought this was. Uh, somebody else said this, so I'm, I'm stealing it from them. But yep. they, they were saying about you know how it's there's always that third string running back that comes in and yeah. remind, reminds us why we never pay running backs. Exactly. Travis Homer may have ended that <laughs> in Seattle. Yeah. Like he may have been the guy where you're like, you know what, actually, I yeah. pay for a running back. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I was impressed with what Homer did in a, in a tough spot in his first ever game against San Francisco. He was objective objectifiably bad. I think yeah. he scared himself when he fumbled the first play of the game. Yeah, 100%. Um, but he had, a, he had 11 touches. He had 12 yards on the ground. Yeah, that's uh, bad. Marshawn, Marshawn had seven yards on six carries. He I got know. in for the touchdown, which was and exciting. And Collinsworth is just stroking Marshawn oh, yeah. Lynch the whole time. <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah, I did. There were so many times. Like, every time he touched the ball or was like, it's like he, Marshawn would make a block and it's like, Marshawn Lynch, like, great plays. I, like, <laughs> I, I love Marshawn. Yeah. But, but he was... He he's not going to be the running back that we need at the moment. No, he's just, he's and just what not in a place to and be and no one is expecting no. him to be that, right? So yeah, so and yeah, like we said, I thought McCown had a pretty good game uh, for the most part. Miles Miles Sanders ran the ball pretty well. Um, yeah, he had a, just a, a brutal drop on fourth and five. Yeah. with the Eagles driving, but yeah, um, yeah Seattle's gonna have to Seattle's gonna have to close close some games now na- close games down a little better yeah uh and you got to play a little better than that if you're gonna win on the road in a sense you, this game went exactly as you you predicted it it was kind of similar it was, I, I did see it being a little yeah. more low scoring than you did yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and you i thought just how you you summed it up too i well i think you had a bit more of like you weren't expecting as close of a game as it ended up being right um i was ex- well, I was I had the Eagles winning, but I thought it would be probably a three point game. Okay, okay. But, so I, I had it. I think I had it twenty to seventeen. Yeah, or I had it, it seventeen yeah, yeah. fourteen. And so and but like I liked I liked what you said because I'm like I'm gonna look for this in the next game, and you said it's like crazy pressure on mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Early on in the game, it's gonna be a low scoring first half, and then going into this the second half, we're gonna start seeing like. What DK Metcalf ended up doing yeah, some, was some adjustments and opening up, the game up that yeah. very shaky Eagles secondary, mm-hmm. right? And I, I, I was watching it. I'm like, man, Baker got he hit the hit hit this perfectly. So yeah, I, I again, just I feel like the game just consisted of Seattle holding off the Eagles, couple lucky plays like the the Sanders drop on that low throw from McCown. Um, even though I think it was Clowney who mm-hmm. credit to Ben Aaron's for sending me this tweet, but he sends me this tweet and it's like something about the, the defensive positioning there just mm-hmm. throwing off. I didn't go back and watch, watch for that. I'm just like, Oh, it's a drop and a bad throw. Yeah. But yeah. I, and, and Clowney played a tremendous game. He he's, did play very well. You know, I, I don't, he's battling a, a core injury right now. And, you know, I, I saw somebody else said on Twitter, if, if you if you knew what clown what it's going to be like for Clowney waking up tomorrow morning, yeah. you wouldn't be you going wouldn't, to work and yeah. you'd be going to the ER. Yeah. So he's playing through a tremendous amount of pain right now with an injury, and, yeah. and he said, you know, he, he just wants to be on the field, man. It, yeah. This is kind of what you play for. You don't know how many opportunities like this you're going to get in the playoffs in the the short. You know, I don't even like to call it a career in the NFL. I like yeah. to call it uh, a well paid experience. Oh, experience. <laughs> That's basically what it is. I love it's, that. It's a highly paid experience. Hundred percent. It doesn't it is. last very long. No. So excited that these guys get to go on another week. 
Yeah, 100%. So, looking forward now. Actually, sorry. We got one more game. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. one more game. Minnesota, New Orleans. Yes. Which, why am I forgetting about this one? So, Vikes, Saints. Man, this is the most surprising one yeah, to me. Yeah, for sure. The, the Saints I, were the biggest favorite for the weekend. I'd say the Saints were my favorite to make it to the Super Bowl yeah. out of the NFC. And I'd, I'd say a lot of people were on the same train as I am here. Uh, yeah. I'd say I'd say Saints and 49ers if you ask most people before the playoffs Probably. started that those are the most the the most popular it's, answers. It's, diff- it's difficult to win 3 games in your conference and make it so to not yeah. have a bye. Um but before the byes were out like when it still looked like New Orleans could be a 2 seed. I like the Saints. Yeah. They really did. Um The Saints have quietly done this before. Like they've laid eggs I, in the playoffs. I know they've won a Super Bowl. I I think Sean ever Payton, since Ever Super since Bowl. that Super Bowl, they have laid eggs in the playoffs. Sean Payton is a really good head coach, and you have to be to get consistent performance out of your team yeah. and a great talent evaluator. And obviously, Drew Brees is probably one of the 10 best quarterbacks I've seen with my own two eyes. Yes. Um, His footwork. It's fantastic. Unrivaled. He simply didn't play well in this he, game. He's like, he, yeah, he did not, but um, he's like a boxer. Like his footwork is equivalent of that. For sure. Yeah. And you have to be when you're when you're his size. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just he just didn't play great. No. Really, the only guy that moved the ball with kind of any authority was Taysom Hill, who no. like, yeah. I guess is their backup. Oh Maybe my gosh! Third string I don't like he's playing call. everything right, yeah, and he he actually he's a yeah he's a we're gonna talk about this picks. in a bit, but he is one of the he's got to be on the podium for who won the weekend because possibly Taysom sure. Hill was all over headlines and everything. So. Absolutely, yeah. He he caught a touchdown pass. He threw one down to like the two yard line. Yeah. Uh, that. Alvin Kamara ended up taking in for taking taking in for a touchdown. So, um, yeah, the, in the end, you know, the Vikings played really well. Yeah. And they deserve to win the football game and to move on. The Vikings have been a good team all year. Um, it just seemed like a difficult spot having to go on the road. But for for being a 10-6 and six team, they, they were really better than that. And, you know, I've been saying most of the year, I think they're as good, if not better, than Green Bay. Yeah. Um, I think they really, for me, they really let the Vikings offense get so comfortable. Delvin yeah. Cook was running circles around them for a bit there. Yeah. And then on top of that, they just let Kirk Cousins play the game that he wants to play. Right? For sure. So I think I think just that was where like we got the the their the Saints offense was not not good this game. No, it wasn't. And Drew Brees the Drew Brees Michael Thomas thing was not there this game. We saw glimpses of it, yeah. as we should, because that is I would say the best wide receiver in the NFL this season. I would agree. Going, going up against this Vikings team, but like, man, they, the Vikings, in my opinion, just did everything to neutralize the Saints, and in a sense, I think the Saints really lost this game themselves. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah you can I, talk. I you can so like we can say that this Vikings effort was like great. Like, sure, I'm. I I concede that. But my my quarrel here with the Saints is entirely with how they played. So yeah, they they certainly didn't play very well, and, and in the end, there was just a few plays that big plays, chunk plays that were made uh, on like their defensive side, Minnesota offensively. They got Minnesota yeah. down the field, and New Orleans New Orleans made a couple blunders on offense. Yeah, um, that really cost them this game. So it's disappointing for the Saints because they they had a really good team and. With Drew Brees getting up there, you don't know how many years like chances you have like this. But you mentioned just to provide a little, you mentioned Michael Thomas, seven seven catches for seventy yards. Yeah. 
And it's um, that just that's a quiet game. Yeah, for, for Michael most, Thomas. For most yeah. receivers, that's really good. But yeah. he seems to catch ten balls a game. So yeah. for um, like hundred and forty yards. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. yeah, didn't didn't get into the end zone in this game. Uh, Kamara got in one time on the ground, but he only rushed for three yards a carry on seven carries. Yeah, he caught a couple balls, uh, and Latavius Murray carried the ball a few times, and then obviously Taysom yeah. Hill rushed it for fifty yards himself. <laughs> Uh, Did everything for yeah. 50 yards. And, you know, Dalvin was able to gash them, which is able to, to make it a little easier yeah. on Cousins. Um, Stephon Diggs, like, kind of freaking out on the sidelines because yeah. he wasn't getting the ball was, like, kind of crazy and yeah, hilarious kind of, and, like, yeah. the most Stephon Diggs thing ever. Like, it was the most wide receiver thing ever. It's like, no, <laughs> like, like Diggs were winning. Yeah. Like, dude, it's a, no, I'm not getting the ball. Yeah. But it, it was cool. Uh, it felt like last year seeing Adam Thielen catching passes and yeah. scoring again because uh-huh. he's... The second half of this season, he's he's basically just been banged up, and uh-huh. we haven't really gotten to see Adam Thielen be Adam Thielen. So, yeah. and then obviously, kind of a a moment there at the end of the game uh, with a push off or not a push off with Rudolph in the end zone. I don't think it um, was. Go ahead. I just I don't think it was that significant. I thought they got game. it right. Yeah. Personally. So, I, I've watched I've watched a lot of games this year. Um, Nine, ten times out of ten, that hasn't been. Yeah. If it, it it's not called in the field, they're not going to overturn it. Yeah. And it was not a spot to overturn a call there. Yeah. Um, Super I, weird ending, like hearing the dome so quiet. It was and just for like, sure. and then it was, it was like eerie. This, this awkwardness of like, yeah. is it over? Is it, yeah, which yeah. is always I hate that feeling. It's it's uncomfortable sitting. in But here. let's be real, that's every play in the NFL these days. It feels, like, it feels like, like it's every, yeah. every the end of every season in the Super. Hundred percent. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, but. Moving Should on. We look ahead now. Actually, let's. Oh, I, I want to yeah, go I'm through sorry, one I'm more sorry. thing here. No, I. I. This is my the second time I've said moving on now, but <laughs> we're actually not moving on. One last thing for Wild Card Weekend, Kyle. Yeah. Um, I. I want to do this every every weekend, every playoff weekend for the rest of okay. the uh, the go here. Who won Wild Card Weekend? Who won Wild Card Weekend? Who won weekend? Wild Card Weekend? Is, are, we, are you looking for a player? Who won oh, just, Wild just Card anything. Weekend? Okay, okay. Um, it can be anyone, anything. Sure. I'm, uh, huh, what should I pick? I'm uh, going to go Derrick Henry. Okay, sure. Yeah. I was, I was going to do, I'll do one in the NFC then. So you can, you okay. can tell us why Derrick Henry. Derrick, I, I don't even, like, <laughs> I don't, do I have to talk that much? Derrick, in my opinion, well, I, I think this is to a certain extent quite objective. I think Derrick Henry in a sense, single-handedly went on to beat New England Patriots. Say what you want about coaching. Hmm. Say what you want about Ryan Tannehill's, like, yeah. 72 yards. 72 yards pass. But Derrick Henry was the man this weekend. He, and and to the Patriots, too, that just heightens everything. Yeah. So, my runner-up was... Actually, I want to hear yours, then I'll tell you my runner. Okay, sure. And and mine is going to be Taysom Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, that was my third, my number okay. three. Yeah, for me, it's Taysom Hill. Yeah. Um, really, has just been uh, like a Swiss Army knife for yep. for New Orleans all year. And uh, I really liked what he did. He, he kind of helped try and keep them in that game. I think yeah. he did show you that, that he can be something in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of a little bit older than, than you would think, so I'm not sure. Probably, because yeah. <laughs> he's one of these classic, oh, you haven't heard of me kind of guys. Yeah, he's 29 yeah. years old. Yeah, there you go. So he's, he's been around the block, but he... Like it's interesting. They were saying on the on the broadcast that uh, Peyton actually approached. Peyton's always wanted a guy like this. Yeah. Uh, he actually uh, tried to convince Tim Tebow. Oh, really? To, to be role, the yeah to okay. kind of play this Swiss Army knife. Te- Tebow. This is maybe going a little deep, but Tebow actually did a lot of kind of some of the things you see with Hill. Yeah. His freshman year in 
college. So, his so freshman, in Florida. Yeah, so his yeah. freshman year at Florida, they didn't really have a backup. So Tebow didn't redshirt. He was he on the active roster. Backup. And he backed up, but he would do weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, He like, has like a famous jump yeah. pass. You can look it up on YouTube. It's you're his gonna, freshman year. You're going to see him on like some special team, random special team For sure. Play. He, he was, which like if you look at Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill was kind of built baking. like Tim Tebow. Yeah, in a way. Tebow may be a little thicker, but yeah. Um, but Tebow wasn't that interested in it and kind of wanted to be a quarterback. But but I love the way that Hill played, and it felt like he was the only one that ever really moved the ball <laughs> for for this team. And he obviously caught a touchdown pass. So um, yeah, I'll pick I'll pick Taysom Hill, even though it was in a losing effort. Uh, he, was, okay. he was a joy to watch. Yeah, there you go. And then my runner up was Deshaun Watson, okay. just because I, I I don't know. I think Deshaun Watson was one of the more captivating. Just like boom, like I flipped the game on the head on mm-hmm. on its head right there. With that twenty-yard run, and goes and stiff arms another guy yeah. for that that two-point version. I know that's just one play, just a quick glimpse. But that second half and overtime was crazy. That was that was that had me on the edge of my seat the entire time. But yeah, it, I would just say Deshaun Watson. He had the it factor this, for sure this week. He played so, really well. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. So, do you have any? Do you have a runner-up? Would you say it's Derrick Henry? You can say it's Derrick. Well, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is probably well, your every. I'd say just a yeah. unanimous winner. I think he was probably MVP of the weekend. Yeah, he, he was MVP of the For weekend. Sure. I don't think I don't think many people would. Actually, I got. Argue uh, that. Sorry, I'll give you I'll give you a, a runner up real quick. All right, let's hear uh, it. It was it was cool to see Kirk Cousins play well. Okay, I'm not going to overreact to it I, like most yes. people have, but it was it's cool to see Cousins play well in the big game. I've always felt like he was capable of it. And I've always felt like he's gotten a bit of a tough. There's nothing. There's nothing like professional sports to have people not like somebody because they made a huge amount of money. Yes. And maybe they weren't. You know, not only in professional sports does somebody make sixty million dollars over two seasons, and we're mad at them yes. for it. Um. So well, maybe not just in sports these days, but. Um, <laughs> but a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're just mad about that in general, but. Yeah. Um, like I feel like he's just gotten this rough ride. Has he? Has he had some tough games and big yeah. moments? Yeah, he has. But for the most part, he has been a really he has been a serviceable, solid NFL quarterback, yeah. and he showed it. And he won a big playoff game on the road. Yeah, hundred percent. So let's look at these on divisional the matchups. Why not? Hey, sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, let's start with San Francisco and Minnesota. So the number one seed of the NFC. Squaring off a bit against the upset boys. Yeah, the number six seed yeah. Minnesota Vikings. So Vegas is currently favoring San Fran by seven. Yep. Uh, San Fran, I think my initial thoughts, San Fran, in my head, has played a lot of playoff games this season. Fair. And I'd say through those four games, I'd say both games against Seattle are playoff games mm-hmm. in my head. And I think the Saints game is a playoff game. That was, that was probably the most fun game of the year. For sure. It was hilarious. Um, and then I'm going to say the Baltimore game was a playoff game as well because Baltimore is Baltimore. Crazy finish there as well. So I'm going to take San Fran. I just I think they're a, well, a pretty well-rounded offense. And in a sense, they have been doubted pretty hard for a while here. Uh, I think their defense has the makings to... Make Kirk Cousins uncomfortable, and I think an uncomfortable Kirk Cousins is a uh, uh, Cousins that I'm willing to bet on. Uh, sorry, bet against. Yeah. So, yeah. What What do you think of this game? Sure. Um. So Minnesota had a great game last week. They did. Uh, it's a home run spot for San Francisco. Yes. Um. 
I love San Francisco. I love them all across the board. Yeah. <laughs> spread yeah. to win the game. Like, I, I would take the spread on yeah, this game. Yeah, g- give me all of it. Um, yeah. There were some minus six and a halfs out there if you were if you got to this one early. But I did min- not, yeah. minus seven now. Um, to me, biggest issues here for Minnesota. Um, one, just the, the NFL is a classic sport of letdowns, following yes. big wins. Um, you know what? I think it's uh, Bill Simmons has it in his uh, playoff gambling manifesto. Uh, don't read too much into the team that yeah. looked, that looked a little bit too yeah. good on Wild Card yeah. weekend, or even like the teams that, team. that are like, oh, they're making a push for the Wild Card. Like I think uh, Oakland, yeah. Oakland really did that to us this season. I was sure. I was super high on Oakland for a bit there, and then they just yeah, I'm, we'll finish seven and nine. Yeah, and, yeah, well, and honestly, you could argue, the only thing I would push back on that is you could argue that Tennessee was that team too. Because Tennessee yeah. was this kind of like nobody believes in us, like we're streaking in at the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just you want to be careful with the team that that you know that blew that that shocked everybody uh, the week before. Yeah. Um, so to me, I like the Niners. It's also a short week for many. They played on Sunday. Now they have yeah. to play on Saturday. Plus Hard fought have, game. Plus, like plus you have to travel. So mm-hmm. you, know, you probably didn't practice Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Maybe you did a little bit of game plan stuff, but you're not doing anything yeah. in past. They like, did. They did practice Tuesday. They did practice yes. Tuesday, and a lot of guys were not practicing. Yeah, which makes sense. Right? Yeah. Nobody's going to want to put be going yeah. to be putting pads on Tuesday. But that's yeah. a good. That's a good note. Yeah, they did practice on Tuesday, which typically you would take Monday and Tuesday off. Yeah, you practice Wednesday. You're going to practice Thursday. Um, and then you're going to travel Thursday, yeah. travel Thursday afternoon, do a practice, do a walkthrough practice Friday on uh-huh. site. So yep. it's a short week compared to what Frisco has. Um, I can just really see Minnesota being in a letdown spot in this game. And nice, the one nice thing with Mini is that they a lot of their best, a lot of their players were able to rest in week 17. Yes. So they they did kind of get a buy there. So it's not like they've played. You know, it's not like. You look and at San Fran didn't really get to rest. No, and, no. and that is that is one thing to say. I'll still take the team that had the week off yes. now. No, yeah. But if you look at, it's not like Minnesota's been playing playing hard games since, you know, we, we had a bye in week seven. We played week eight through 17 uh-huh. last week, and now we're coming in. So a little bit of a short weekend yeah. on the road. I, I like the Niners in this game. Yeah. Um, and I'll take the Niners to win. I need a score. Give it, how about a margin? Let, let's do margins we're do this a margin? week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll take the Niners by 14. Okay, and I think the let, let's talk about the over here as well. I think it's a forty-six. Yeah, I was so, gonna work my uh, my yeah. score into that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, what did I say? Fourteen points. I'll take the Niners thirty-one seventeen. Thirty-one seventeen. Yeah, I think Mini okay, gets, Mini gets a few points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think they can. I that's a lot of points. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I like that. I like how you're thinking here. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna side on. I I don't think they're gonna hit the over. Okay. I don't think Minnesota's going to score enough to hit the over. It's, I think they're going to be floating around 10 points, and we're going to see San Fran hit like 28 or something. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm going to, how about 28 10? Sure. Yeah. So, okay. Cool. That, that was pretty quick. Yeah. We, we flew through that one. We're eh? cruising through yeah, that. Yeah. There game. we go. Okay. Uh, I like this. Um, Ravens, Titans. I think, I think partly why we're kind of cruising through that first game. I think. Pretty lopsided matchup. I feel the exact same about this game. Okay. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, Vegas, I think everyone should. Vegas favors the Ravens by 10. They do. Um, And I I know any Titans fan or anyone, well, the the Tennessee Titans are America's favorite team right now. They are. Everyone loves the Tennessee Titans. They are fun. The, The late surge, it is the... NFL dream. They are living the wild card dream right now. Right? Mm-hmm. The Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the NFL. 
at least they were throughout the regular season. Mm-hmm. I don't see them stopping. I don't see Tennessee being what stands in the way. I honestly see whoever they play in the Super Bowl and when they meet the Chiefs. I think I think I think that's I think that's the those are the only two things that can stand in between the Baltimore Ravens and a Super Bowl title. So Ravens are favored by 10. That's big. I like the Ravens here. They didn't have many that many close games this season. They've kind of just been okay blowing teams out. Do you think that's a bit much, the 10-point spread? Uh, I, I get the logic behind it. Yeah. Um, in Vegas, there's been more money on Tennessee ATS like, yeah. against the spread than Baltimore, which isn't overly shocking. A lot of people are feeling like the number's too high. Yeah. The only pushback I would say is if you look historically in the playoffs, typically the team that wins covers. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you look back at last week... I'm trying to think. So to, uh, well, Seahawks well, covered. Yeah. So Minnesota technically won the game, but like it, like an example would be like if Minnesota would have lost that game by three, they would have they would have covered the. It's not. Super, I think it was a four point spread. Uh, the which game? The Minnesota New Orleans. I uh, know they were an eight. Minnesota was an eight point. Okay. Down. So, okay. but if you look at um, typically the team that wins is the team that's covering. You don't have the so. To me, I'd be staying away from this game from that aspect. But yeah. I do think Baltimore wins this game. I think Baltimore. I think Baltimore is just a lot better than Tennessee is. They're playing at home. Um, typically, the, typically the magic the magic tends to run out on divisional weekend. Yeah. Um, I'll take Baltimore and I'll take him in a game where it actually is not looking to be that cold. Uh, no. When I originally saw this game, especially an eight fifteen kick local yeah. time in Maryland, I thought to myself, "Oh my goodness, it's it gonna could, be, it could freezing. be freezing." Yeah, li- literally, literally freezing. freezing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it sounds like it could be like fifty degree, fifty degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Which so, is, I think, a pretty comfortable temperature for... You can, have, you can, yeah. you can be running around on the field with yeah. short sleeves on. Yeah, 100%. So, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll take Baltimore and I'll take them to win the game. Uh, 28 to 17. So 11 points. Okay. So they're... Yeah, okay. Huh. I think Baltimore's going to hit 30 points this week. Okay. Yeah, I'm calling... Uh, yeah, I, I somewhere low 30s to give me... Give me f- like fifteen ish kind of thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's gonna be like a fifteen point margin. I'll say that. Sure. So one one just like kind of note to to make on this game. So if you take, it's interesting because you can take. You know, we're talking a little bit about point spreads yeah, yeah. and and uh, the over under. The over under. Yeah. You can basically take the take the point spread. And you can take the over under, and you can figure out what Vegas thinks the score is gonna be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's interesting to me. You look at kind of where where this would map out to be. Trying to, think, I'm trying to think of what the over is. On yeah, I'll let, uh, the the over is is 48. Okay. So I'll let you do the math kind of what the spread the spread would be, for what kind of Vegas thinks the score will be. Think about how many like Tennessee's gonna have to score some points most yeah. likely to hang in this game. So I think that'll be kind of interesting to watch. Uh, you know, can Tennessee get a bit of the offense going and figure out a way to score some points? Because you're probably gonna have to score at least 24 points to kind of to kind of hang with this this Baltimore team. So. Do you have all the over unders written down? I have them on my screen. Here okay, because I was yeah. I was gonna say oh, I wanted you to guess that. the highest of the weekend. Oh well, I I could have told you. That yeah, I think I think yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, this uh, I guess I guess we can move right on. Sure. I think this is gonna be an exciting one. Personally, I don't know how you feel about this, but I am on a bit of a train where I don't think. I think the Texans are the worst team in the playoffs, left in the playoffs right I, now. I would fully agree. Okay, thank you. 
It's yeah. great, great to hear that. I don't think Houston's good. I don't think Houston is good either. <laughs> I don't think Buffalo is good. No. They beat I, Buffalo. <laughs> I think, to me, Buffalo, I don't know. Buffalo had more potential to, to, to surprise teams because I think they're, they're better on defense. Yeah. Um, for Houston, Houston's maybe a little more of a well-rounded team than, than Buffalo was. Yeah. But, and you're going to rely on, on Deshaun Watson to make some plays. It sounds like Will Fuller's going to be back. As they did last. Yeah. Will Fuller opens up and, a lot and for And it sounds like team. Will Fuller's going to be back in, so that kind of gives you a one-two mm-hmm. punch. Yeah. Um, Which is what they've missed a lot. For sure, and they're going to have to get a little more from the from the running back tandem of Carlos Hyde and, and Duke Johnson. So, yeah. can, can Houston hang in this game? Maybe. I, it just... The spread is 10. It's 10, yeah. same, same as the other game. I, I've watched a lot of NFL in my day. Yeah. You know, in my short life, I've watched a lot of NFL. Um, this, I, I would be shocked if Kansas City finds a way to lose this game. I would uh, be very shocked. And, you know, again, this, this screams to me as, as soon as... I don't like the 10 number that I could bore you with details. I, if it was 9, 9.5, like minus 9.5, you I would, would be intrigued. Yeah. But at 10, too many games land on I, 10. I would agree. Also, if you take a look at this, again, if you take a look at this over-under being at 50, yeah. that screams that Vegas is looking for a 30 to 20 game. Exactly. Which is a score that you can see everyone, you, you do see. Yeah. So, uh, to me, it's kind of a stay away from that aspect. Yeah. I think Kansas City wins it. I think they could blow the doors off Houston. Better chance... Actually, I, I think Houston will. I, I don't think I don't think this Houston team's gonna go down without like something of a fight. Yeah. I could see it being like a twelve point game. Yeah, we've seen them seen them play some duds of games. Yeah, hundred percent. Watson play poorly and them not come in prepared. So yeah, which but in the latter half of the season, I think we saw that a lot more than the first half. Because sure. first half, I'd say midpoint of the season, we're like, this Great is an team. MVP candidate. This is a good team. For sure. The Texans are legit, and we yeah. really saw that falter by the end of the season. Yeah, and the division the division got tougher. And they they yep. did win some big games like they, they did. I think they, they beat Tennessee in a in I think it was week fifteen. Yeah, I want to say week fifteen. Yeah. They won a big game against Houston. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so yeah, I'll I'm taking Kansas City. Yeah. Um I would ask Houston and Tennessee to please not win because <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, sitting down and watching three hours of Lamar Jackson versus um, Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. That would be the best AFC championship. Absolutely, and I'm sure like we're gonna do a show leading up. It's the best. We will. It's the best day of football of the entire year. Like, yeah. Like the Super Bowl is cool, but like everybody and your grandma watches the Super Bowl, and, and like, like you end up sitting at somebody's yeah, house. This is the day that we can nerd out a yeah, little. Yeah. This is. The conference championship weekend's a nerd out weekend yeah. for like people who really care, yeah. and I just don't want Jackson versus Mahomes. I'm knocking on the table right now to secure that we're gonna. Be yeah, ahead. yeah. I just don't want that ruined. So yes. please, neither of you. Like we've been looking forward to this all season for sure, in some capacity, like to see the Chiefs and the Absolutely. the Ravens go at it, and now they were the bye teams. It sets up. It's a match made in heaven here. So absolutely, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping that that comes to fruition we're gonna go right to the last game here and best game of the weekend this is the best game of the weekend and the point spread would say so packers favored by three and a half on Mm -hmm. my notes here what's what are what's what's it saying for you yeah i got i got green bay green bay minus four that's what okay that's what it opened um this is an interesting game you know seattle obviously comes in with a lot of momentum yeah and momentum not always a huge 
thing like doesn't usually matter in, in these in, in the playoffs i don't think it matters that it much it tends not to i just took a quick look also at this forecast so this game this game is late it's going to be full full darkness don't worry yeah. i think they're going to turn the lights on yeah. but it, it'll be in the full darkness of of green bay it's supposed to be i think around minus oh yeah it's going to be a cold yeah minus cold 10 game. so um it, it's going to be chilly so in a, in a, this is going to be a really good game i, I think the packers have have definitely overperformed uh the team that they are they, they're not really a 13 and 3 no. team uh as far as cons- as far as these are two of the weirder teams this season i would agree seahawks so, are weird every season but yeah you look at like th- a 13 and 3 team um I, I think Green Bay is susceptible to lose this game, but I also didn't see enough from Seattle last week to, to make prove, me feel like to prove that like oh yeah. Around. The truth is, Seattle's playing in this game, so it's going to be a one-score game. It's oh yeah, going to be decided. 100%. It's going to be inside be decided after the two-minute warning. Yes, because that's how these games do. You know, strap yourself. You know, strap. I'd say Green Bay's like Green Bay's done that to us a fair amount this sure. season as well. So this. Like I wrote, I wrote down. I'm like, is the magic over for the Hawks? But I'm also like, is the magic over for the Packers? Because like, yeah. how the heck are they here? They're by team, thirteen and three. This Seahawks game is. It, I I feel like this is the kind of game we're gonna get a lot of memes out of. You know? Yeah. Like this is. I think this game is just gonna be there. There is gonna be a lot of things I'm gonna laugh about. Chris Collingsworth will be going off on Marshawn Lynch the whole time. On top of that. Like you got the Packers fans just going crazy, the cheeseheads. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I just think this game, this again, I'm I I'm saying it again. It's a it's a match made in heaven, just like based on an excitement and humor level because those two, in a sense, totally coincide when it comes to this matchup. So for sure, and yeah. and Lambo is obviously a historic venue, so 100%. it's exciting to watch playoff games that matter there. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we'll get a little bit of snow, which yeah. is always synonymous with with Green Bay. So, yeah. yeah, to me, this is the most exciting game uh, for a pick. Uh, I don't want to make it. Like, it's hard to make. It's really no. Like, I'm gonna make one. Okay, it, this is a tough one for me. I, I'm right on the fence. I think both teams really have a great chance to win this game. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna pivot off last week okay. when I when I took Philly. Um, I'm proud of you. You know what? Again, maybe I'm making this pick selfishly because when I look at these four games and I think about what I could have yeah, for yeah, my yeah. conference championship weekend, <laughs> um, there's nothing I love more than Seattle, San Francisco. Exactly. So I'd love to see Seattle and San Francisco meet for a third time. And this I year. think Seattle has a better ch- a better shot at taking San Fran than Green Bay would. Uh, yeah, maybe depend depends the Green Bay team we see. If yeah. I see if Rodgers is in fine form, um. If he looks really good in this game, and they kind of run, let's say they run Seattle out of the park, suddenly that you feel like they could they could have a shot going to San Francisco. And there's also a little bit to keep in mind. Maybe we're underrating Green Bay. You know, I don't I don't think I any, guess I don't I think guess. we've ever thought less of a 13 and three football team in in history of the NFL. Yes. I but everyone season, feels I, this yeah. way. Like people, like, yeah. To um, end the season, I had Green Bay as the eighth best team in the NFL. Yeah. Um, by just like purely what what their team does. Is this your rankings written this, down these here? Are, these are rankings here, but it, I'm kind of working off of these ones that, that you're I looking see. at. Um, but 
But yeah, I I hope Seattle. I'm hoping Seattle can win the game. I'll pick yeah. Seattle in the game because yeah. I should take an underdog. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Avoid taking seven straight. Actually, I took Buffalo. So I wouldn't. You did take Buffalo, games, yeah. So. How are you? You gotta make a pick. I'm gonna go Seattle. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be a close game, decided within a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna be it's this will if there's one game to watch, you might as well. This is going to be a great game. Yeah. It's, it's on in the evening, like three, a 3.40 start yeah. Pacific, 6.40 Eastern. It's a perfect time. I'm very upset that I'm not going to be able to watch it. Really? Yes, I ha- I will be working. Oh. Yeah, Giants got a game. So. <sighs> I know. Isn't that tough? I'm probably going to watch it after and hide my phone. There you go. Cover you, my ears. You know I uh, Last year in the playoffs, I'll go on a tangent. Last year when Seattle played Dallas in the first round. So yeah. my dad also, a, a big Seattle yeah, fan. He's a, and a fan a of the show. Ho- yeah. Fan of the show. Yeah. Um, but he uh, he and I had tickets, like World Junior tickets. Okay. Last year. So Seattle played the same day as the Canada-Finland quarterfinal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got our hearts broken twice. Yeah. What's new? We watch sports. But we literally, like, powered the phones off. Yeah, 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 Like, we drove home, like, no phones, nothing. Got home, sat down, turned it on the recording, and watched the whole game in its entirety. And we survived. We did. Yeah, yeah, So it is it is doable. It is doable. I did that uh, when I was in Rockridge. Okay. Yeah, so I came back from our student leadership retreat in Rockridge. Didn't want to hear any. There's people watching the game on the bus <laughs> the last, like, two minutes. Paul Curtis, Eagles fan, is watching and former uh, guest on the show. Yeah, he's he's watching uh, and like I'm covering my ears. I'm like, no, like don't do this to me right yeah, yeah. now. Um, anyways, Paul is just going off. I I have my ears covered. My girlfriend's coming over, so I can't watch the game with her. Oh man, I know. So I'm like phone off, everything off. Like I'm not like I'm not messing this up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so. Um, I I ended up I I did it. You did it. Though. I did it. That's impressive. Yeah, I I was impressed with myself. That's the most I think. That's the 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 most committed I've ever I've ever been to one to watching a game. Yes, to watch a game. I love it. And it was a damn good game. It was. Yeah. Um. Anyways, no more Josh McCown to no create more nightmares for us. Maybe maybe Aaron Rodgers is gonna go down and. Some, yeah, you think, you some rando. Josh gonna... McCown was tough. We'll uh, yeah. we'll see the you know the greatness of Aaron Rodgers yeah. again. I mentioned Drew Brees, probably one of the the ten best quarterbacks I've seen with my own two eyes. And Aaron Rodgers is a, a step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quarterbacks <laughs> I've ever seen with yeah. my own two eyes. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I want to do one last thing here. Sure. This is gonna be super loose, super cash. Let's hear you rank all the remaining teams from lowest to highest. Sure. I'll, I'll you go first. I'll go second. Let me go first. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore number one. So there's yep. eight, there's eight teams remaining. Just yep. for, if you're keep dragging on. Uh, Baltimore number one. Yep. I have Kansas City number two. Okay. I have the Niners number three. Okay. I have the Packers number four. Or, okay. Sorry, sorry. I have Minnesota number four. Okay. Packers number five. Uh, Tennessee six. Okay. Seattle seven. Houston eight. Okay. One okay. more time for everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Baltimore. Yeah. Kansas City. Yeah. At number two. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco number three. We have the fir- We have the same first three. Minnesota number four. That's where I. Green Bay off. number five. Okay. Tennessee six. Seattle seven. Houston eight. Okay. Okay. I I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit different here. Okay. So we have the the same first three. So that's Baltimore at one. We yep. got KC two, and we got uh, San Fran at the three. I got Green Bay four. 
Okay. I do have Green Bay four, and I do have Seattle five. Then that, that wow. pushes, yeah. So that pushes Mini down to six. Okay. Tennessee seven, and then the Texans are eight. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So just a little, a little I fun. I don't, I don't fault your list. It's a no, good list. I think I, I don't fault yours either. Why Minnesota so high? Uh, I think Minnesota's a really good football team. They okay. have a very tough matchup going on the road. Yeah. I think I, what I like about Minnesota, sorry to interrupt, oh yeah, is I, I think they just have options. They kind of a, a, a very a very well-rounded offensive team. They get a pass rush. They got a couple of really nice linebackers that are that are Pro Bowl level yeah. in, uh, in Barr and Kendricks. Yeah. Um, they got weapons on the outside. They got a reliable tight end. Um, they got a great one-two punch in the run game. I, I know Dalvin Cook gets a lot of credit, yeah. but uh, Madison's quietly becoming a yeah one of the young up. Oh, he's right he has been every time he yeah. comes in. I'm like this honestly. If we saw a full season of this guy, top ten running back, yeah. maybe Madison was yeah. touching the ball twenty times a game. Yeah. Obviously, he's not, so you can't know for yeah, sure. Yeah. But he sure looks like he he could be a stud. And yeah. I'm, I'm then I think Kirk Cousins is a is a rely, is a quarterback. You can I think get a so lot too. Out of, um, too much hate. Yeah, I thought they underperformed to only win 10 games. I think, yeah. you know, if you, a few games go their way, they really could have actually been in the hunt for that division. Yeah. Um, so I, I do like, I do like many and they're not, they're not an easy out. That's for sure. But. No. Yeah, I totally agree. Anyways, Kyle, thank you so much for coming thank on. You, sir. You've been a, a bit of a regular lately. It's I've nice having our, you back. I've been on a run here. We yeah. did one over the phone. Yeah. Now I'm in studio. Yeah, there we go. And like, then you were on the NHL, the NHL one with Bailey and I. I was. Yeah, no, it's, wow. I, I've kind of like, I've become kind of like the, the re, I feel like I've kind of created this thing where I'm kind of the resident NFL person. Yeah, there you go. I think, this, I think, I think it's a good now. fit. I think yeah. it's a great fit. It's like, you know, you, you watch TSN and they've got like the former NFL slash CFLer that's kind of like yeah, 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 the yeah. NFL guy. Yeah, he, he, he knows his stuff. Yeah. yeah, well, or he at least pretends to because yeah, that's yeah. what I'm doing. So No, you, you, you're you <laughs> good, man. Anyways, awesome. Kyle, thank, thank you, you so much for coming on. Uh, that concludes our NFL talk, but please stick around for our Spartans wrap-up coming up right now. Here we go. Kyle Baker, a Mars Hill Sports podcast regular, always giving us some great content. The man knows his NFL. He, I love that he. We were talking about how he's kind of coined himself as like the NFL guy for, for the Mars Hill Sports podcast. So we have had a lot of NFL content. Uh, I guess NFL season coming to a close here. So once that's over, uh, it'll be it'll slow down a little, but. Uh, Without any further ado, we're going to get right into the Spartans wrap-up. So, both men's and women's volleyball teams sit atop the U-Sports rankings. Women's volleyball swept all sets uh, against Regina this past weekend. They will be squaring off against number 5 Mount Royal this upcoming weekend here at the Langley Event Center. Make sure you go and support our girls. The men, as well, will be at home facing Mount Royal this weekend after some exhibition games this weekend. The regular season now resuming at home this weekend. We'll see you there. For men's hockey, TW men's hockey did not miss a beat as they continued their unbeaten start to their final BCIHL campaign. Spartans forward Joe Sylvain. Awarded BCIHL Player of the Week. He scored two goals and two assists throughout the team's two wins this past weekend. They hope to continue their dominance as they will be at home against UVic on Saturday at the Langley Event Center. I believe it's a, an afternoon game, so make sure you go check it out. If you're not doing anything, it's early on in the semester. You got nothing going on. 
Moving on in women's basketball. A couple tough losses to number one Saskatchewan. They fought hard, but man, Sask is good. So uh, women's basketball team on the road at UBC. The UBC currently sits at 8-4, and four. They and they've won 17 of their past 18 matchups against the Spartans. Nicole Franzen leading the way for the Spartans. I believe she's leading the team in points and rebounds. So go Spartans. Get a big dub for us. Men's basketball. Also on the road against the number 10 UBC Thunderbirds. They'll be squaring off against UBC, who have a Langley boy, Jaden Cohey. Used to play at Walnut Grove. I used to I used to go watch him play at uh, the Langley Events Center when he would be in the provincial championships. The men's basketball team is playing against number ten UBC. They split UBC split their past weekend series with UFV. Uh, the Thunderbirds look like a bit of a beatable team for this eager Spartans team who just came off a pair of losses against number eight Saskatchewan. They lost one of the games by seven. Apparently, it was a pretty close one, and uh, yeah, just uh, a tough, a tough finish to the game. But hopefully, they can get their first win of 2020 this coming weekend. Lastly. Lastly, and not least, here we got track and field. They'll be participating in the Saskatoon Sanderson Classic this upcoming weekend. They'll be playing at the Saskatoon Fieldhouse, the venue for the Can West Championships that will be taking place in February. Hopefully, we got a lot of participants there as well. So, pole vaulters will also be participating in the TWU Pole Vault Invitational this Saturday in the David E. Anderson Gym. Support our pole vaulters. We'll see you there, hey? All right, sounds good. Well, thank you so much for joining today. Uh, always always nice having you guys uh, listen. I love feedback, constructive criticism I'm a, a big fan of. So you want to roast how I host this podcast? feel free i'm always always looking for any way to put out the best content i'm very new to this whole podcasting thing right so uh, i just want to thank you guys for your listen your listening ears your uh subscribing your please drop reviews the review more reviews we have the more commonly we will show up in searches so wouldn't that be cool if someone searches up sports and then we got the Mars Hill Sports Podcast showing up because I think that would be really cool. Anyways, you go do that. You go drop a review and we'll see you on Thursday for the NBA episode with Nate Cara. All right? Sounds good. Well, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.